welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Erica Seymour Williamson, and we are going to continue with part two with Beto Pena. We had so many things to talk about, uh, about confusion, your sexuality, whether it's a sin, and just hopefully going to bring some clarity. So join us today for part two. And so not really having, well, really having what, you know, what I would call now kind of a baseless identity. Um, I thought, you know, if he had been through, if so many of those things that he had been through kind of looked like some of mine and, and I know how he turned out and he kind of, he went the homosexual lifestyle. Wait, does, does that mean, and it was in that moment <clears throat> where the question popped into my head that for me was so shocking the question was, well, if he turned out to be gay, does that mean I'm going to turn out to be gay? And, and again, it was just such the shock of the question. Because I knew I'd always loved girls and loved the way y'all walked and talked and all that kind of stuff. And I was just always in love with y'all. But for that question to come to mind, I knew in the core of my core of the core, every fiber in my being, I knew. Well, no, absolutely. That doesn't what it, that's not what it means. But yet there's a, but, but again, he went that way. Does that mean I'm going to go that way? Mm -hmm. And again, I I knew that's not who I was, but, but then I asked the question, well, why would I ask that question in the first place? And now your mind, because the mind is so powerful, if left unchecked, your mind if it, if it has no, if it's not stable or if it doesn't know where you stand, it'll race in so many different directions and paint all these different images and possible realities. And all, I mean, pretty soon you feel like you're absolutely going to go insane. True. And it's like, wait a minute, what the heck? What, what is this? And so again, I was a helicopter Navy rescue swimmer uh, for the Navy, the U.S. Navy. And, you know, there were some rescue scenarios where we went and they were very successful uh, rescues, some kind of entertaining and ridiculous rescues. And again, those are stories from another time for another time. But we went through hurricanes. We went through all types of stuff and, you know, boats crashing. So I've seen a lot of death. So for me, and so you kind of get like some PTSD from seeing stuff like that, that, you know, none of us are, you know, really prepared to see. So for me, having that question come into my mind was such a shock to my own system. It was literally as impactful as seeing somebody dead, floating in the water, face down in the middle of the ocean. And so... Excuse me. So for me, it it was such a shock. My brain for the next several years just went on overload, overdrive, wondering what the heck, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. And so I woke up with knots in my stomach and went to bed with knots in my stomach and all throughout the day and in between all these things racing through your mind where it's like, no, I don't want to imagine that. No, I don't want, you know, and so it's, so it's, so it's almost like somebody 
who is maybe a little overweight and they're trying to work out and they're wanting to really watch what they, because uh, I've been in athletics. I used to be a, a professional speed skater too. Uh, so I, there was a lot of people that I would work alongside to try to get them in shape. And a lot of their thought process, and there's a point to this, uh, a lot of their process was thought process was, okay, I want to eat better. I don't want chocolate cake. I don't want chocolate cake. I don't want desserts. I don't want desserts. I don't want this. Well, exactly what they're telling themselves that they don't want. What is their brain focusing on? What they don't want. Exactly. Desserts. What they don't want. Mm -hmm. Instead, if they were to say, you know, I want to have a better uh, eating plan. I want to I want to eat salads. I want to eat, you know, healthy proteins, healthy fats, you know, all that. Well, what's now their brain going to focus on? So with all, all that time, you know, all those years, I'm like, no, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to, I don't want to envision that. I, I don't, you know, anytime it would come on TV or somebody would talk about it or somebody would, you know, whatever, my brain would be like, okay, see, there it is. And, and it would go, you know, off to the races again. And it's like, no, I don't, you know, so I never wanted to think about that. But what was my brain? going to think about. Mm -hmm. And so, gosh, probably in my early 20s, I mean, at that point, it had been probably about six or seven years of just a mental hell, mental anguish, where pretty soon you look for creative ways to kind of take yourself out. I was going to say, how did you get off the merry-go-round? That long? Yes. That long? Yes, 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 yes. So my first oh. job was probably about, gosh, 16. Um, yeah. So yeah, early twenties. And so finally one that literally I had had enough because I was either going to take myself out or I was going to get to the bottom of this. And in high school, uh, I, I heard about Christ. I was skipping school, go figure. Well, skipping class one day. Cause again, I was the kid, your parents told you not to hang around with um, for all the wrong reasons. And in my junior year, I I saw this buddy of mine at the water fountain and I knew he went to church, uh, and was into that Jesus thing. Um, but he invited me cause I was skipping class. Uh, and he invited me to a church hayride, you know, the following week. Uh, and I thought at first, whatever, that's stupid. Uh, but I knew his best friend was a girl named Leslie long, blonde, angelic hair. And um, so I asked him, I said, well, is Leslie going to be there? He just laughed. Uh, he's like, yep, she sure is. And so by golly, guess where I was that next hey, Friday night. However, it, whatever it takes to get someone to show up to church to give it a try, Leslie was a blessing. <laughs> Leslie was it. So, I mean, at that time, she was way out of my league. So while we never hooked up, uh, or got together, um, I started hearing about who Christ was and, and, uh, you know, just about his love for, you know, he can love anybody and, you know, anybody who's the what I fill in the blank. Uh, cause again, I was probably most voted to be in jail or dead by the time I was 18. No, you were not. Well, just because of the troublemaker that I was, uh, in all the different ways. So I just found out, Oh man, this, this Jesus can love somebody like me. And so I started hearing about the precepts and his love and, you know, just for people. And I thought, wow, okay, this is pretty cool. So I accepted Christ uh, as my savior as a junior in high school. So when I was about, I started school late. So about probably 17, yeah, 
almost 17. And so, so I'd had a, a walk with Christ or I began a walk with Christ. So in my early twenties, because earlier you asked, you know, who were the role models that really basically helped form who I am today? You know, the, the Beto, you know, of today. And so it was at that point in my early twenties where I'd had enough. Cause again, I'm either going to take myself out or I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And so I literally reached out to people, uh, from all walks of life ever before I ever got into counseling um, and just started asking them questions, kind of roundabout questions. Hey, now, now if you, if you, you know, do if you had, if you had girlfriends and you didn't stay with them very long, you know, you know, what did that mean for you? And they're like, uh, yeah, kind of every guy does that until you find the one. And I kept hearing that over. I'm like, Oh, Oh, so that's normal. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, cool. You know, I was, I was just wondering, you know, and roundabout, and I would just ask all these different questions just of people. And then I was reading books and doing research and, you know, long before the internet came along. And so, so I was just digging and I was digging in the Bible about, you know, what, you know, a godly man looks like and, you know, all the, all these things. Uh, and I had just researched and researched and interviewed and interviewed and interviewed. And finally, it hit me one day out of the, well, not out of the blue, because I was very intentional. Mm -hmm. uh, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Everybody goes through this stuff. And it doesn't mean, you know, that you have to go down a certain path. Are you needing a roof inspection? Think you may have hail damage? Wondering if insurance will cover it? Or just looking for some beautiful seamless gutters? If so, and you're located in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, then give Blue Diamond Roofing and Construction a call at 469-360-1578 for your free consultation. Don't worry about offending anyone because whoever this is supposed to, you know, sure. whoever's supposed to hear it is going to hear it. And if someone's offended, maybe it's just, maybe it's just waking something up in their soul. Sure. Sure. I hear you. And I appreciate that. Because I mean, because I love people. I've been in ministry, been in counseling. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, I can sit down and listen to somebody for six hours and be just engulfed the whole time. I know. Just interested. Uh, so I love people uh, and we'll talk to anybody. Um, and so for me, hearing everybody's story, the one commonality that I saw in every single story was their reality or where they were at in life had been shaped by the ways that they had interpreted the different events in their life. And so again, so, you know, it's at that time where God immediately said, okay, now I want, I want you to talk on this and I want you to be, you know, a voice to help people that, you know, are, are struggling and, you know, they, they're not sure what to do. And that's when I told them, Oh, pardon my French God. Hell no. No, 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 no. Yeah. But again, as I see the reality of kind of what's going on in our society is, you know, a lot of people have bought into what society, well, let's just face it, Satan, you know, if you believe in God, there's a, there's also a devil, you know, yep. not sure how everybody feels about that, but so we'll just go with society instead of Satan. So society will try to sell you one thing, whether it's, hey, buy this car and, and you're going to make it to the top of the food chain or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, society will, will try to sell you one thing, but then there's the truth on this other side. 
And so as I looked at all those different events in my life and saw them through the lens of truth, oh, well, you know, the guy that had you on his knee at that party who, you know, you thought, wow, this is, this is, this is warm. This is comforting. He was making sure that I wasn't going to throw up. He was just, he was loving me as a brother. Well, society will, would tell you, well, yeah, you're, you know, that just means that you're attracted to that guy. No, I'm not. I know the fact is, the truth is I never received that warmth, the natural, you know, male warmth bond from my dad. Well, this guy was giving it to me. So yeah. I could have easily misinterpreted that like, oh, well, I, I must be into guys. No, that, that couldn't be any further from the truth. The fact is, is that God intended for girls to have a sisterhood. That's why you have girls weekends and guys to have, you know, a brotherhood. And that's why they go out, you know, you know, on a retreat or hunting or, you know, whatever it is, fill mm -hmm. in the blank. And so I realized through the lens of truth, okay, that's totally normal. Oh, you were drawn to that, you know, top ap academic, top athlete in junior high. Oh, society would say, oh, well, that means, you know, ooh, look at, but the truth is who, who doesn't want to aspire to be, you know, to have more, to be more, to do more. That kid had it made and everybody knew it. Yeah. Well, I knew I didn't have it made. So yeah, so I was a drunk. Well, the truth is, is that uh, welcome to the human race. Everybody wants to be just a little bit more than they are, you know? So again, uh, why didn't I like that? You know, being locked in a closet with a girl, you know, well, I was 10. Hello. I was 10 years old. Nobody's meant for that. So again, all these things that I've been through and all the things that so many people have been through. So the point is, is that if more people could learn the truth, could see the truth behind the events of their life and see the truth behind those, they could interpret them without, you know, they could have just a proper perspective on what they had been through instead of having nobody to walk alongside them. And now they're having to buy into society or what the crowd says or whatever the case is. When again, nothing could be further from the truth. So again, some people would say, uh, you know, well, you, you've never been in that lifestyle. You've never had any experiences. You've never wanted that. You so, so you don't, you don't really get to speak up here. Okay. Well, I'm not speaking to everybody, but I know I sure very well could have gone down that road. Yeah. But I, you know, and I thank God that I'd never had any experiences or anything like, you know, and, and I'm, I feel bad for the many that I've interviewed who have been abused by, mm -hmm. you know, a twisted uncle who had his own issues and all the, all types of things. Right. No, I've never been through any of that, but I have been through life and I have been through the welcome to the human race of, okay, I've got two ways that I can look at the situation mm -hmm. through what society would say, or, you know, what does God say? Or, you know, not even if you believe in God, but what is the truth and the reality behind what you've been through? And I just wish that everybody, and if there's anybody out there that say, Hey dude, yeah, man, I'd love to talk to you sometime. I mean, you know, could you help me see the truth behind some of my things? I mean, absolutely love to chat with you, but I just wish anybody struggling. That's really my heart for counseling. Um, and the reason why I never went into counseling full-time is because I wanted to be able to pick and choose. 
who mm-hmm. I got to talk to and talk to them for as long as I wanted to and counsel my friends if they can't, you know, and a lot of them do because yeah. there's so many rules in professional counseling that you have to stay away from. I'm like, oh, heck, now I'm not going to be limited by my heart for people. Yeah. And so I just wish I could walk alongside everybody for no matter what they're going through, because there's a truth to things and there's, well, what's often not the truth. So again, that's my story. And it doesn't matter if it's, you know, what subject it is. Uh, Each of us, because we're all human. Mm -hmm. None of us have arrived and none of us will ever arrive until, you know, we reach the other side. Um, We all need each other. We all need somebody to love on us. Um, And for me, you know, I love loving on folks the way Christ loved on me when I Mm -hmm. thought I was unworthy, unloved. And everything else, you know, wrong with my life that I thought I was. And so anyways, yeah, I thought I'd share my story. I'm grateful that you shared your story. And, you know, I I know that people, it's interesting. I want to go back just a little bit. But when you were talking about the, the situations of having that, the friend comfort you. Mm-hmm. And just as a normal comforting. I mean, I being in the in the beauty industry for many years and you're counseling and been around all kinds of mm-hmm. you know different types of people and of course you and I love people and we love to accept anyone and everyone and we do and that's yep. the way our personalities are but um and we're grateful that people feel comforted to come to us but you know I I would say honestly I would just say nine out of 10. Don't you agree that? And this is what I've always found. I'm just going to speak on men right now, but mm-hmm. I had a lot of gay guy friends just being in the beauty industry. And every time, you know, we would get close and I would hear their story every single time. Every really, it was a hundred percent. Every time it was their dad was not around. They weren't nice and they didn't give them comfort, attention. And the second that they fell into that someone just comforting them, they got confused and thought, maybe this is what it's all about. And I think that's the part that both of us are saying is that we're not judging a soul that's gay or that chooses or whatever. Because some people say, I didn't choose that. But but what I think what we're speaking on is the confusion and that Mm -hmm. knowing the truth. And, and really seeking the truth, because if that's not your truth, which so many times it's not, it's little temptations from the enemy, from Satan, whatever you want to call it. Now society just throws it out there. And I think a lot of people try it out. Yeah. Uh, it's going to try it out for a while. Because now it's cool. It's cool. It's cool to do that. And but I know in every single time and, and even even look at Elton John's story. Did you see it? Did you see Rocket Man? Dang it. No, I kept really it's, meaning it's to. It's a great, you're going to love this story. It's a great movie. But again, yeah. proved it again. You, you're going to see it. It's like the love was not there. The dad was very mean to him. He was cold. You know, here was this musician. Don't touch mm-hmm. my things. Don't touch my, you know. Dad was, And you see that over and over and over. And if people wow. could just see the wow. truth to right. know that that doesn't have to, that, that, Gosh, 
just, you know what I'm trying to say that, that it mm-hmm. did, doesn't have to go that way just because, and just right. to be more clear on, on that for sure. And that's amazing really to me that during that, I can't believe you struggled through that for six years mm-hmm. or about the time. Is that when you yeah. were in the Navy? Was it? No, uh, I didn't go into the, the Navy, Navy later. Yeah. until 26. I was still, uh, on the speed skating circuit. Okay. Uh, you know, at that time. And again, always still in love with girls and I love the speed skating girls and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, but you know, that, you know, what everybody typically has in the back of their mind is something in life that is always on their, uh, you know, always nagging them, always plaguing them. And I've always said, and I don't know if I coined the phrase or not, maybe this is when I was counseling in a, in a hospital for some time, but I probably didn't coin it, but it's a true phrase and there's a million different ways to to say it. But until we deal with what plagues us, we will always deal with what plagues us. Don't know where I got it. I think I think it came from you, but that is true because the way. No, seriously, because the way you said it, I've never heard it said that way. And. And it's absolutely true. And it's mindset and yeah. digging into the word of God and knowing that we are loved. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I know you have so many amazing stories to share. And I know that this one, I could have you on 10 times and share plenty of things. And we probably yeah. will again, but um, definitely I'll put in the show notes a way for people to be able to reach you in case yeah. they're struggling with something like that. And, uh, with whether it's just confusion or sexuality or whatever that may be, um, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely put a way for people to be able to reach out to you. And I'm prayerful yeah. that this just touches people's lives and brings them from confusion to clarity. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I really do. I know. Uh, Cause I was nothing special. Uh, but I know that if I could, if I could work through what I was going through, anybody can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the, with the number of people that I've spoken with, um, just in the counseling world, uh, no matter what the issue was, you know, they definitely had to be at a place where they were ready to tackle the yeah. issues because many times a lot of folks weren't ready um, because they can be painful yeah. to rehash the past, if you will, and they're just not ready to face it. So, I mean, you know, when you're ready to face it, you're ready. And apparently I was again in my early twenties where I'm like, this is going to end one of two ways. Yeah. So from well, a biblical perspective or, you know, or it wasn't so, well, so anybody right. can do it. They really can. Anybody can do it. Just seek the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're grateful again, really, Beto, for sharing. And you have, you have, like I said, meant so much to me, to our family. You have mm-hmm. been there for us and counseled me and, and Erica Lane at times when we needed that. And um, it's awesome to have friends like you. So I appreciate, well, I appreciate that. it. Yeah, Thanks. we love you guys. I mean, y'all are just so precious. And yeah, we just well, love you guys. Well, thanks everyone for joining us again. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Erica C. Meyer Williamson. And please subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any of the amazing stories that could open your eyes and seeing God in a whole new light 
and bring hope and healing to your life. If you would like to be considered as a guest on our show, please email me at ericaseemeyer at gmail.com and share a little of your story. If you have enjoyed these podcasts and would like to be one of our awesome supporters, please click the Patreon link in the show notes to sign up for monthly support or a one-time donation. We thank you all for your generous support. And last but not least, we would be so honored if you would write a good review, subscribe to the show, and share this podcast on your social media. We'll see you back here next time on Amazing Grace Talk.